Okay, good morning, good afternoon everyone. Welcome to the Life and Torah of Our Leaders. Tuesdays, 12 p.m. live with First Seder Bismajish, firstseder.org. Special welcome to our Torah Anytime viewers and listeners. Bez Hashem be joining this year. And this series has been sponsored by Rebitzik Saflis and family, Bottom Line Marketing Group, as a schos for himself, the listeners, and Gans Kla Yisrael. So, <clears throat> we didn't have share last week during Hanukkah, but the week before, we talked about the Marabach, Reb Levi Ibn Chaviv, who was the Bar Plugta, the one who argued with the Mari Beirav in the Smicha renewal attempt. And we mentioned that the Marabach, Reb Levi Ibn Chaviv, was the son of Rev Yaakov Ibn Chaviv, who is the author of the classic sefer called Ein Yaakov. And um, that's who we're going to talk about today. So Rev Yaakov ben Reb Shloima, that's how he signed his name. He was born, we're not exactly sure, around about the years Reish Yud, which would mean 1450. Um, his family, Ibn Chaviv, were from the Mishpachis Hamiyuchasis in Spain, in Sfarad. And um, amongst that family is the Nimuke Yosef, Reb Yosef Chaviva, he was called. So that's the same family, Chaviv. The Nimuke Yosef, we never had a share about. He was Nifter in about 1420. Um, so that's this, it's a very hush of a family throughout um, Spanish history and further after, later after the expulsion as well. Many, many great Torah leaders were from this family. It's not 100% clear exactly where he was born in Spain. In Sheim HaGadolim, the Chidah writes, he was a Talmud of Rav Shmuel Valansi. A Talmud of Rav Shmuel Valansi. He himself, Rabbi Yaakov Ibn Chaviv, in a kuntris called Bedikas Hareya, about checking a lung, as we're going to quote from um, numerous times in the Shir, about checking lungs of animals, Vilchus Trefus. So he writes as follows, he says, Nispashet, this was a spread minig, as we'll talk about a little later. Be'ir Zamora, in the city of Zamora, which is, as we said last week, in northwest Spain, near the border with Portugal. Ugvuleiseha, and all around it. Asher Yoshafti, that I lived there. Achereshe Shamashti, Umayim Yatsakti, after I served and I drew water, meaning I learned. Ayyadei Adoini, Harava Muvakrishmo, Valansi, Asher Hoysa, Beretz, Meladetai. The yeshiva was in the place where he was born, which is, again, the city of Zamora. That's where the yeshiva was. Um, we mentioned this last week, that he quotes uh, in the tshuva, in the Marabach, about um, certain ICIs. He says, I got this Shiloh when I first came to Zamora. Now, Rav Shmuel Valansi was a Talmud of Rav Kanfiton, Kanafton, I'm not sure how to uh, pronounce it, who was the one who actually made the yeshiva in Zamora. And he was one of the big Gedolim of Svart of the time. Now, where do we come across Rav Shmuel Valansi? If you're learning Mishabura, um, I'm not sure where Dirshu is holding at the moment, but in Shulchan Aruch, it's not, long, it's not that long ago, Kuf Mem Alef Siv Ches, Hilchus Kriyas HaTayra, Umay there was a story with a person who got up. Shulchan Aruch, interestingly, quoting a story, not very common. 
When you have in the Torah, there are things that are kriv, like siv. There's a way of reading it different than the way it's written, which is a halach l'moishim Sinai. So someone got up and read it the written way, not the way you're supposed to read it. Bifnei g'dayli hadar, in front of the g'dayli hadar. Who were the three g'dayli hadar he read it in front of, says the Shulchan Aruch. HaRav Yitzchak Abuav, the Ri Abuav, we talked about it many times. Reb Avram Valansi, Ubinoi. Rav Shmuel Valansi, Benoiz Akrain Lebracha, and Rabbi Avram's son, Rav Shmuel, the history by Shikra, Kafiyah Messira, they told him, You better read the way we are supposed to read, not the way it's written. He didn't want to, and the Shulchanarch says they put him in Kherim, and they took him down from Laning. Hashkach Pratis, you know, I was preparing this year actually for last week. It didn't work out last week to be able to give it. Um, so we're giving it today, and I have a different schedule of Mishabura that I learned. And it happens to be that today's Limud was this Sif in Kufmem Aleph Sif Ches with Rav Shmuel Valansi. So that is Rav Shmuel Valansi. Now, in the countries that we mentioned from the, the, uh, the uh, Rav Yaakov and the Reya, he writes, B'yoseinu B'svarad. He says, when we were in Spain, especially when I was in the city of Zamora. The city of Zamora was a city of Chachamim. From early years. There were more people there than locusts. More than 10,000 people. A daimim. So not only was it Jews there, it was a, it was a very big non-Jewish city as well. There were a daimim, which means the Spaniards, and many of them, there were also priests. And the priests would get up in their drushes, and they would say, that people would be physically punished. The priests would get up and, and, and say that any guy who eats meat that was from an animal shechted by a Jew is going to be punished. So this was a very big problem, as we'll see in a moment. I'm just trying to bring out what the Ruach was in Zamoira at the time. Again, this is already after the Inquisition began already many years earlier, and um, about 100 years before the expulsion in Kuf Nunalif, in about 1391 is when the, the Inquisition began. And... Um, so he says, so this was one thing, and number two, there was also they also burdened us with many different taxes. Um, so it was a very hard time in Zamora at the time. Now, what was the point? The point was, because of that, they were saimich, they relied on certain leniencies when it came to Hilchas Trefus. Because when an animal is a trefa, if it's treif, you take a loss. Jews can't eat it. So if you could sell it to a guy, so okay, that's not the end of the world. But if now the Gaim are not eating it because the uh, Christians are saying you're not allowed to do it, so every treifa is a massive loss to the Jews. So therefore, because of that, they were very lenient in certain Hilchus treifas because of that. And this is brought in Beis Yosef, Simon Lamentas, and Yardel, because Trevus, Shemakilim Chachachme Castalia, Castilia. This is Castilla, this is northern, uh, northern Spain. The Chacham were Mekom, Neshagayim, Machmiram, Atzman, Beloyo Echlim, Shchitas, Israel, Behemas, Atrevus, Hemafsid, and Demeam. The Gayim would not eat from a Jewish Shchita, and if an animal is a Trevus, they would lose all the money. Um, and the Beis Yosef writes, if they would have gone like the more stringent opinions, would have been a terrible loss. And that is why they were mekel. 
Now, just not besides for the fact that they hated Jews, another reason that the historians say why the Christians did this is because there were a lot of Moranos. There were a lot of Moranos who in secret were keeping Judaism, but on the outside they pretended to be Christians. So they wanted to get some kosher meat. They figured they could buy from the Jews and they could make up a zazak out of it. But once there was this gzeira that Christians cannot buy any meat, even the non-kosher from the Jews, anything was shechted by the Jews, this was another way to either weed out or to distance the Moranos from the Jews. So that was another reason why they made this, uh, they made this gzeira. Now, um, so this was in Zamora. Now, the, the, it's brought down in one of the Svarim, Vahayu Oz B'Svarad Yeshiva Harbe. One of the history Svarim, it says that in Svarad, at that time, there were many Yeshivas. Shabahem, there were three big ones. Rebitzuk Abuav, the Ri Abuav, had one. Rebitzuk Bitsudo, in the Ir Leon. And Rebiakov Chaviv Salamanka. So, Rabbi Yaakov Chaviv had a yeshiva. He was a yeshiva in the city of Salamanca. Salamanca is about 67 kilometers south of Zamora. South of Zamora, where he said he learned by his rabbi, Rashmu Valanzi, and he lived there afterwards. Now, what I got from this is, last week we said that the Rav Levi, Ibn Chaviv, the Ravach, was born in Zamora. That's what all of the Taldas on Rav Levi says, because we find his father was in Zamora. But this week was Neschadish to me that his father, I would guess, after Zamora, was a Rosh Hashiva in Salamanca. So I'm not sure where Rav Levi was born. Kobi was born in Salamanca. Now, it could be that it was all called the region of Zamora, as we'll see. could be it's called Zamora, Ugvulaseo, or, or it's all, even Salamanca might be considered the region. 60 kilometers is not very far, um, so maybe it's all called the region of Zamora. That may be, um, may be, uh, may be something. Now, uh, one of the other um, expelled people from, from uh, Gedolim, from Svarad, was someone named Rabbi Yosef Garsun. Gimel Alf Reish Samach Vav Nun. He also um, was, was, was a contemporary of Rabbi Yaakov Ibn Chaviv. And his drushes in Parshas Lech Lecha, after he heard about the Petira of Rabbi Yaakov Chaviv, he writes, This Chacham Rabbi Yaakov was Rosh Hashiva in Spain. And he had many, many Talmidim. Now, if he was born in 15, in, uh, 1450, and the expulsion was in 1492, that means he was young when he was Rosh Hashiva. Now, in the Hespit, he continues, it's not clear if he's referring to the time in Spain or the time later in Greece where he was there as well, but he's referring to Rabbi Yankov, Vidarish Verabat's Taira, Harbe Barabim, he was Marbit's Taira in public, Veloy Daize, Eloroidifu Mavakish Mois, lost his Talmidim, he was also very giving to his Talmidim, always trying to get money for them, in order that they should have what to eat, if you don't have wheat, you don't have flour, you don't have bread, you can't learn. And the Torah, he was Malamed, this is all this Rabbi Yosef Garson, in the Hespit Hoyamitis. It was Emesit Torah, Belishim Shibush, without mistakes. Whether it was Bikios, was Kolka Hamiti, his, 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 his breath of knowledge was um, Amiti, uh, was, was uh, true. Noel and Nefesh, it was, it was something uh, very pleasant. Vapilpul, meaning his lambdas and his depth. It's not like the pilbo of others. We find someone so sharp he makes mistakes. His pilbo was also um, was pleasant and it was emes. So this was, he was a Rosh Hashiva and Sfarat as well. Now, 
in the beginning of his contrast, as we're mentioning this contrast about Bidika Sarea, he says, When I was young, when I was uh, pleasant, things were calm in my house. And I was in the base of base Havad, probably he means the yeshiva, to learn and to teach. So I was forced to compose a long contrast to give a reason for that minig, as we're going to see, Samoro this is the minig in Zamora and the regions around it, so again, that might include Salamanca, where he was Rosh Hashiva, so I don't know if he wrote this country in Zamora, or in Salamanca, I'm not sure, but this seems to be the regional minig. Um, now, that was all Bishalve. so he wrote this when he was very young, things were still calm. As we know, in... 1492 in Reishun Bays, there was the Spanish expulsion and they went to Portugal, as we said last week, and we said the week before as well, with his son, the Marobach, Reb Levi, who was young at the time, and as we said, he was part of a forced baptism. Um, now, in in Portugal, it was they, were, they weren't there for very long, as we know in 1498 they were expelled from there as well. But he writes an interesting thing. In Zera Anoshim, they have some chuvas from Rabbi Yaakov. Simim Gimel, he writes about certain minhagim of Savlainus. Savlainus comes up in, in Mesech the Kedushin, and that's basically presents that are given from a chasen to a kala. And the question is, do we have to suspect that when the chasen gave it to the kala, he meant it as an actual Kedushin? In other words, the case was where a chassan and kala got engaged and it wasn't a real marriage yet. And through the engagement, he sent her presents. And then they didn't end up getting married. There was shidduch was bottle. And the question is, well, maybe they need a get because those presents might count as kedushin. So what's the minig? So he writes, Ela Ezkara says, I try to remember Chavala the Avdin. Fortunately, we lost Rabbi Seinu Marenu Reishkuliyazenu, Arabeim, the heads of our exile. Kibeis Asher Nigzar Aleinu Hagarish Hamar Vanimar. When we had this bitter expulsion, and he means the one from Portugal, I think. Three great shepherds were taken from us in one time. Three um, pillars of Tyra. And them stood all of the exiles of Castilla. That's what sounds like to me he's referring to when they were in Portugal. He doesn't say which Gedalim they were. This is corroborated by Rabbi Yosef Garson that we mentioned before, said a Hesbid, that he wrote on his own, Reisi Bishmad Portugal. I saw at the time of the expulsion and the, and the Inquisition of Portugal, Kaidim Shabashmad Mesu Harbe Before that, many Tamidi Chachamim were Nifter. So it seems his writing, as much as Portugal was a safe haven, but Hakshem took many Gedolim away, and he's lamenting this, Rabbi Yaakov that he's not able to confirm the minig of, the, of, of what, what uh, was necessary when it came, or what the halacha was about the Savlainus. So as we said in Reish Nunches in 1498, they left Portugal and they went to Saloniki in Greece. Um, in those chuvas, when he's in Saloniki, he signs his name, Numa Gever, this is the signature of the person, Ra Oini, he saw poverty, like a stranger in a land, and like a guest who's just like pitching his tent here, I am the uh, the worm, 
Now, Saloniki was an ir Embi Yisrael, as we mentioned. The Marabach himself in Kuchav Dalid, when he's writing a tshuva, he says, I'm not doing this for my covet, but for the covet of my father. And the covet of the Rabbanim, Chelka Mechaim, some are still alive, and his Gadalti Besoicham. I grew up amongst them, Rabbani Saloniki, who he ha'ir hagidoyla l'tayra. It was a great city for Tyra, ulutu'udo l'chal ma'ila. It was a great city for all different ma'ilas. Now in Saloniki, a lot of the the, um, the those who who, who were, were in the expulsion came. Refugees came. There were many kehilos counted. They counted like twenty different different kehilos communities in Salon, in Saloniki. Now the question was what to do about Menhagim. So in this countries that we mentioned, the um, this comes up for sure in Hilchos Trefus the Menhagim. So Rabbi Yaakov writes, he liked the Mistafina. If I wasn't scared. I would have said that we have to really put in front of us Laisis Gaidudu, the Isser and the Torah, not to make Agudais Agudais, to make different groups. And since Gerish Italia, since the, the people here before us who actually came from Italy, and were, those were more Ashkenazim, and Gam Kol Yoshvi Hermanya, that's from the Byzantine people who were here before us. Now, what was the question? The question was when you have a lung that's stuck to the side of an animal, and maybe there's a hole and it's a trefa, so could you try to blow up the lung? And if no air comes out of it, is one of the bedikas, I've done it before on the lung, um, no air, it shows that it's not a, there was no trefa. If you take off the lesion from it, and there's no trefa. So he says they were not machshir with the ficha. If there was already attached with the lesion to the side of the of the of the wall of the cavity of the inside of the animal, they would not be machshirit. So he says if they didn't do it, gamanachnu nachzik minogamatayv. It's a good thing to do to be machmer. We really should follow them. Umiyiras ha'mayim nati bezeh. But Rabbi Yaakov says I was afraid to say this because I was afraid of the people. Now, Gamla Siba Atzmis, he says, and there's another reason. Besides, the people had another reason. Because by the time I got here, I found Chachamim Svardim Chasidim Anshemaisa. I guess there were some who came straight from Spain and didn't go through Portugal. So by the time I got here, there were Chachamim Anshemaisa, Ubeprat Abir Haroyim Zokin, Hachacham, the great one, Reb Shmuel Franco, was, a, was the leader at the time, one of the, he calls him Azokin, Hachacham Abir Haroyim. So, so he was here. Gamachacham Don Yehuda Ben Benest Zal Bechachamim Acherim Manhigim Al Pitera VeHaMinug. They led the city Al Pitera and Minug, and they didn't have a problem with us continuing our Minug, the Minug of of Svarad to be Mekel by blowing it up, by blowing up the, the lung. So why should I get involved amongst the big mountains? Now. So this was the issue of what to do with him in Hagim. In Chuvas Marshdam, Yardeya, Simon Mem and Simon Membeis, um the Marshdam was a chuva of the Mrabach of Rablevi, and he actually brings this down and he 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 talks about it and figures out how this works when it comes to other Minhagim. Like in Svas we said there were numerous Kehilas as well in the time of the Maribe Rav. So there was Shailas also about Minhagim, whose Minhagim do we follow? And he uses the words of Rabbi Yaakov to decide what was he referring to, in which context was he referring to it in both of those shuvas. Now the Mari ben Leiv in Chelek Beis, Simonai and Beis, right? Besalaniki, Kishabom and Agerishim, when they came from the expulsion, Kaloshin, Veloshin, Kavu, Kila, Bifneyatzmai. Every place, every nation, every community made a Kila, Bifneyatzmai. Now, even though each kihila, each community was was governed by itself, so to speak, for their minhagim, but there were certain things that were negeya to the entire city. So for that, there were gimel rabbonim gedolim. 
three Rabbanim Gedolim who were set up. This is not the Marie Ben Leib talking, it's one of the other historians talking, and he says, Betchila, in the beginning, there were the following three, and afterwards, the three were Reb Yaakov Ibn Chaviv, he was one of the leaders, Reb Shloimai Tataychik, He's the father of Yosef Tatachik, which we mentioned a few times already, and Reb Lezer Hashimaini. They were in charge of things that were um, that affected the entire community, and you couldn't have each community doing its own minik. For example, Chav Shvat and Reish Ayin Dal in 1514, the three these three Gedolim signed on a on a thing and they on a letter and they wrote Vayhibiraisenu ki nutsachashila inyan kailo. When we saw that the shaila is something that's a general thing that we have to figure out. It's not specific to a community. This was talking about an interesting shaila about a Yavama who her um she she married her husband and when she married her husband and she her husband died without any children, but his brother, the Yavam, was already a mummer. He had already unfortunately converted to Christianity, and then their husband died, and she's falling to her to her brother in law who's a mummer. So there was a Chacham Echad who wanted to say, since he's a mummer, he's not he's not Jewish, and she doesn't need Yibam or Chalitza. And they came to say, and this must have been a common problem. That's why they said this is an Indian Hakailal, especially with the with the Inquisition and all these things, these Shmads. So it was a big problem. So they said, no, he need, she needs either Yibum or, or Chalitza, even though when she married her husband, he was already off the derech. Now this story that they're talking about happened in Beretz Calabria, they said. Achar Girush Svarad. Calabria is in, if I'm pronouncing it right, is in Italy, after this, the Girush Svarad. I saw some, in a few places, they said Rabbi Yaakov was a Rav in Calabria in Italy. The only inkling I found that to say this is based on this tshuva, which doesn't seem to be a rai, if anything is the opposite, because he seems he wrote this in Saloniki, signed by the three Gedolim of Saloniki, about the story that happened in Calabria, Italy, with the, 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 uh, with the Spanish um, refugees. So if this is the source that he was a rav there, I'm not seeing it. Maybe there's another source I didn't come across, any other source that he made any stops in, in Italy. But this I saw on a few of the Taldas, they said, oh, he was also a Rav for a little bit in Calabria. Um, um, he was about some other Takanas he made. The Mashtam says, it's a Dovi do when it comes to certain types of Chazakas, when a person has a Chazaka, um, that this is his job, or that he's he's doing certain things. He said, that type of things is Parchas Ba'aver. They don't have a lot to base themselves on. They have to do with the Takanas and the Gedarim that were made by earlier Rabbanim and generations for certain reasons. The Kach Kibalti Mipi Magide Ames, and this is what I learned from people who said the truth, Kidvarim Elu Yatsum Mipi Chaviv Zal, this is my Rabbi Rav Levi Ibn Chaviv, the Marbach said, that he said his father, Abamari Hayyumimisakne Askamas. He's the one who made these Askamas, Futikin Shila Din Karka, whatever was Nagya there, and he made the Takana that this type of Chazaka has a din like real estate and the Khumras of Karka. So he clearly was one of those they made Takanas in the city of Salanaki, besides we're talking about the Yibum Takana and other things as well. Now the Rabbi Yaakov was the head of which kehila? The kehila of Gorish Svarad. That was, seems to be one of the bigger kehilas. Those are from the ones who came from, from Spain. Like Chubas Marshdam and a certain Shailan, Chayish Mishu Reit Samach So he writes, in this, 
in this uh, letter, in this uh, document, there were the Mamunim Mikak Garish. He calls it the community of Garish, the expo- ex- ex- exiles. Meaning that was Garish Svarad, and one of them, one of those who were the Mamunim in charge, was Achacham Ashalim Rav Yaakov Ibn Chaviv. Now, this is where he wrote, now he came across and he finally talked about his countries. The countries that he started writing in Zamora about Trefus, Hareya, he wrote again, he, he finished up over here in Zamora. And he writes in the Psicha, the reason why he's writing it is for two reasons. Number one, it's something that's Nagea every single day in the, in the Shlachtois, in the base of Mitzchayim, in the Birchashap. And the second thing is because there's certain Machleksim that have come from this, in these things, and he wants to clarify them. In it, he talks about seven different subjects and topics. The Beis Yosef in Simen Lamentas in Yerodeya and Yerodeya, he brings many of the things from this country, he brings Lahalacha. Now one of them is, as we mentioned before, about checking a reya that was attached to the inner cavity of the wall. Now, they were being matarit even without blowing up. Now we said there's already the Machmirim, the Ashkenazim, weren't matter at all. He was matarai de neficha blowing up, but they in Saloniki were doing even without blowing it up. And um, and um, and he writes, And he insisted they have to blow it up, and they would curse him out, he says, and they would shame him, I would be kula, I would protest, they're having such a kula. And he says, The people who were the Shleimim, the Yerushamayim, who are in charge of the Shechit and the Medika here in Saloniki, Bikak Svardim, so I, since I came here, I saw they do the minig of our forefathers in Svarad, when we were in Svarad, to be makel on certain types of legions and be machsher them after we blow it up. But you have to blow it up to make sure no air seeps out. But they were doing without without that. And he says, he continues, one time they brought it to me and I told them, if you blow it up, it's kosher. They rebelled against me. They didn't want to listen to me. And they said, the meaning in this city is that we don't have to blow it up. We're matter without blowing it up. I didn't believe them. And they said things about me that are not proper. So this is what he was coming as a Chumrah. Even though he was saying in Svarad we were being Mekel, but we don't Mekel so much. And this is a Chumrah at least. You have to blow it up. Now, like we said before, we said before from the Beis Yosef, the Beis Yosef brought this thing that they were Mekel in Salonic in uh, in in Castilia because the Goyim um, wouldn't buy their their meat and therefore it was a hefsid. So the that same Beisayisim continues. In places where Goyim eat when a guy she, when he eats says the basis if that's the minig Zula Saloniki except in Saloniki they do still like the minig of Spain because over there also he writes in Saloniki this is the basis of writes um, that Rav Hagayim don't eat from Shchitas Yisrael and it's also a hefsid but again only with Neficha was Rabbi Yaakov Matarit now this continued the Marshdam writes in Simulam and Vav in Lima Avav, on the, on the, the part of Yerodea Similamites, that in Shnas Shin Tes, many years later, um, in 15, uh, 1549, they, he writes a Madnu here in Saloniki, we got up with the Rabbanim, Vinikva Halacha, and we were Kaveh Halacha, lesser to Aser, um, any type of Trefa, Imlo Shetala Beneficha, unless you blew it up, 
So this was still going on for many years after Rabbi bin Chaviv was nifter. Eventually in Shintas, the Rabbanim got together and they said, we're passing like um, Rabbi Yaakov bin Chaviv, you must do an Aficha. Now, the Beis Yosef and Simon Nunvav, Sif Beis, Lagabi Tumas Hagidim, another type of trefa. He says, Linyan Halacha, Mari Ibn Chaviv Zal. He says, We paskin, it was already paskin by the Zaking, Yoishib Yeshiva, the Rabbi Yaakov Ibn Chaviv. He gives a lot of credence to Yaakov Ibn Chaviv. <coughs> in fact, the Beis in his Akdama, he writes, in his Akdama to Beis Yosef in Tor, one of the things that I got was. An explanation on the beginning of Arachaim and the beginning of Yeridea, the Rav Mari ben Chaviv, Terbiakav ibn Chaviv, and he used it in his Sefer, and that's, we don't have that Sefer. This Kuntras Bidikas Hareya seems to be a part of the Sefer, and um, it could be there's, there's, there's manuscripts of part of the Svarim on Yeridea, but we don't have it as Svarim, as far as I'm aware. And um, but the Beis Yosef did have the beginning of Archaim, the beginning of Yardaya. So those chedushim we don't have. We don't. Have, we have some chuvas, as I mentioned, from the Sefer Zerah Noshim. But now we move on to the Ein Yaakov. In Nakdamas, the Marabach, the son, his son, in Nakdamas, Ein Yaakov says that my father used to come every day with the lechem of Torah, Dvarim Brurim, clear things, Bepilpul Havanas Darchi Talmud. Um, with a clear understanding of Talmud, Lamad Velimet Torah, he learned and he taught the Gambaraisi Tzayin Hakadoshim, and he shepherded the Tzayin, the sheep, probably Oz Talmidim. Ish Tam Yoshev Ayalim, he lived in both Ayalim, the Isle of Taira and the Isle of Sara, the Isle of the Imais. What's the Isle of the Imais? Hein Heino Anushias, that's being with people. Ezer Mosem B'milu Dishmaya, he would strengthen himself when it came to things of heaven, Leichuchai, to rebuke, Leapet, in the face of those of Bisha who do things wrong. Dundi Nani Vavyan, he judged and he helped poor people, Vayachzik Yachzik Bemuzai, Matzilani Mechazik Bimani, he saved poor people from those stronger. Vigam Reiv Shleimuzai, and he was. A shalem, he was complete. Koyamov, unsabai. In other words, with all of these milas, he had another unbelievable humility and shiftless. An interesting thing, hisig, and things that he had not yet accomplished. If he was praised for it, he would scream like a lion, and he would oitem oznei stuff his ears yusarim from hearing praises and titles that were extra. It sounds like things that he knew he had. He wasn't so makbid if they praised him. It's interesting. That's the way he he says the anivas things that they he didn't like mashalayisig that um, he was very upset about. Now, why did he write Ein Yaakov? In Akdama de Yaakov, Rabbi Yaakov writes. He says, I thank Hashem who brought me here. And he said, Kum, get up, and write this as a remembrance. All of the Midrashim of the Teresh they're all scattered around Shas. So, so he says, So I came together to try to bring them together in one place. He says, But what was my Kavana? My Kavana was not for, because I love the Malacha of being a Darshan. In other words, when you're a darshan, you need to know all of the drushim, all the agadas. He says, that's not why I did it. Lidrash for people, for myself, or for people to darshan on Shabbos and Rishchidosh, Shabbos Kala, Chasim Kala, Simchas, Bris. That wasn't why I did this. He says, I didn't go through this whole tircha just for drushas. He says, for that, Rabbi Sifra Adarshanim, there's many drushas for him. They don't need me. He says, but why did I put together this um, uh, compile all the Agadus of Shas, 
Kavona Mitzis, he says, Kibiroisi, Kimoyi Meapkuda, Vegam Zikna Veseva. I'm getting old already. When am I going to do something for myself? What am I talking about? Learning about about Amuna and Tshuva. To be able to acquire all types of natures. How does one improve themselves? How is one mechazik themselves? Who should I ask? Razal. I ask Chazal. They'll teach me how to be a proper Jew. The problem is, Mufuzarim, everything is spread out. There's lamnus, there's, there's mamnus in, in, in Chas. And you got to pick out and try to find all the Agadas to learn Amuna and to learn Midas Taivas. It's very hard. So this is why he decided to do this. To put it all together in a place is almost like a Musr Sefer he wanted. An early Musr Sefer. Later on in the Akdam, he writes, Really, Yamim Ravim Choshavti Lasses Amalacha. There's many days I thought already about doing this type of thing. Bachriad Atta, but until now, I didn't have in my hands Sidre Kalshita Sidre Mishnah Talmud. I didn't have a full Shisha Sidre Mishnah and Talmud. Im Kalamafarshim. Luli Hashem Isbarach Vayvienu Lamakam Azes Salaniki. Baruch Hashem, Hashem brought me to this place, Saloniki. Now, I don't know if he means to say that already in Spain he planned on doing this. I'm not sure, but um, he says, But I'm here in Saloniki. I came to the Chacham, Doin Yehuda. Ben Asar Hanosi Achosi Doin Avram Ben Ban Ben Eslizal. We mentioned him before. He was one of the leaders, he said. He didn't want to start up with when in Hilchas Trefus. So in his house, he grew up in the courtyards of kings, and it sounds like it means actual kings, royal courtyards. But he also did big things in the house of the king, the royal house of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. In his house he had scribes, called Sifrei Mishnah V'Talmud. All they were doing were copying over Mishnayis and Gemara, Pamim Rabbis, many times. Again, there's more printing presses. You copied it over. You copied it over. And, and um, I mean, there were printing presses, but it was much harder, I guess, and expensive. He had people who were writing over the, the shas over and over. Um, there are many, many, many copies in his house of Shisha Tudir Mishnah and Gemara with Pirish Rashi. But these Rishonim, he didn't have. Here, those I found Matsasi Bivais Dun Ben Ban Benisti Kravai, another one of his relatives, um, who had also bias Malis Varim, the Chachamim Likrois Lain Mahami let Chachamim come in and learn them and be Ma'ayim. And he also spent much money in the uh, writing of all these Svarim and fixing them. And both of them were good enough to me, and they lent me any safer that I needed. He says, okay, so now, the thing is like this, how am I going to be misadur at? Adayin loyotzis chayvasi, he says, ad lusadur lakasha kolok mamorim, he says, how am I going to tie together? You could have a mimer about Amuna uh, here, and then in the third, second place, in the third place, like how am I going to tie them together? He says, now you have two choices. You could say, okay, let's like make a title, Kavad uh, Taira, and bring all the Mamari Chazal there. He says, you could do that, like who did that? The Menorah Samar did that. The Karakemach did that. 
He says, I didn't want to do that. I wanted to leave it in its place in Shas. In other words, all the Mamorim I'm going to bring in Brachas are going to be in Masechta Brachas. The problem is, how am I going to know the Mimer in Brachas that's related to the one in Shabbos and the one in Yuma and the one in Yavamis, like they're all the same topic. How am I going to know, how am I going to tell anyone or know which ones they are? So he says, I'm going to make a Mavteach. A Mavteach that's going to show a table of contents on each Mimer which page it is. Now, how am I going to split it up? How many topics? And this is why in Ein Yaakov you don't have all the Agadahs of Shas. They're not always there. Because they had to fit under 12 different topics. Yud Beis Amudim. And at the end of the Akdama, he brings all the Yud Beis Amudim. Now, each Amud, each topic might be split into subtopics. For example, the first one is Tyra. Tyra is split into three things. Milas HaTyra, Milas Lendel, and Kviyas Manim LaTyra. The second Amun is Avaida. It's also split up into Avaida's Beis Hamikdash and Tefillah. Gemilas Chasadim is the third one. Again, each one is split up into subcontexts. I'm not. I don't have time to go through each one. The third one is Gemilas Chasadim. The fourth is Din. The fifth is Emes. The sixth is Shalom. The seventh is Shuba. The eighth is Gan Eden and Gehedim. The ninth is Zikaron Dvarim Remembering Things. The tenth is Kisei Akava. The eleventh is Beis Hamikdash and the twelfth is Shmuel Shal Mashiach. He says six of them are in Perak Echad of. And the other six are Mesechta Psachim and Nedarim. So what he did was, he said, okay, the first topic is Amur Atayra. So he put all the Mamarim that he had brought throughout this Farim. What page are they on? So one in Brachas, Shabbos, Psachim, etc. So if you're looking about Kavad Atayra, you can look up all the different ones. He'd rather do it that way and leave each one in its proper place in the Mesechta. Very interesting. In later, that was in the first printing. In the later printings, they left that all out. I have a, like a regular print of Ein Yaakov. It's gone. But in the newer ones, like the Mefur, Mevur, they made newer printings recently. I saw in at least one of them, they put it back in again in the front there. Um, now, in Shin Sadihei, many years later, Fifteen thirty-five, the printed the Sefer Beis Yehuda was Rabbi Yehuda Ri Di Modina from the Chachamim of Venice, and he put together the Mamari Chazal She'ozvon Hein Yaakov that the Ein Yaakov left them out. You know, you might have thought that Yaakov missed them. He didn't miss them. They didn't fit into his categories. Mashenkin, this Beis Yehuda added in the rest of Agodas Hashas that were left. Um, now, another thing he said is. Um, every Shabbos, people are while learning the Parsha and they want to see Mamore Chazal, they have to do with the Parsha. So I'm making a Mafteach from every Parsha as well to show where it is in the, the Sefer. He says, now, if it's brought Mamish Derech Agav, just the Pasuk is brought, I didn't bring that. But if it talks about the Pasuk and explains the Pasuk, the drush about the Pasuk, that I brought. And the Megillus as well, Chavish Megillus. He says, except Megillus Achashverish, he calls it. We call it Megillus Esther. Because Megillus Achashverish, that's most of it, and it, all of it, or most of it is a Mesech to Megillah. It doesn't need its own Mavteach. And if you look there, it says, Megillus Achashverish, it says, it's Akaris a Megillah, and uh, maybe one other Maramakim in Shas, but he doesn't go through Pasuk by Pasuk. Now he says, I'm calling my Sefer Ein Yaakov. Why? Because since it has 12 Amudim, 12 topics, which is the amount of the children of Yaakov, Yaakov Avinu, at Shifte B'nei Yaakov. <coughs> now, he also writes in a different piece, and this is a piece, as we'll see in a moment, that he is explaining why he made it eventually into, split into two volumes, Mayid and then Nashim, and he wanted really to be all in one volume. But he writes about, he says, I want to tell anyone who's reading it, that I did everything that I could do when it came to editing 
and I worked so hard, things I weren't used to, I'm not, this is not my business, printing and editing. Anything that had to do with the printing I was, I was involved in, all the people in my city know, from the day I started working on this, constantly, except for certain times that I had no choice, person has to live, and he has to daven, has to eat, that I did. But everything else, I was just busy with the printing and the editing. I ready removed myself from anything that has to do with the community because I was busy with this. And his son, the Reb Levi Malbach in the Hakdama, also of the Enyakiv, he writes, he says, He worked on his days and night. He removed the clothing of desires of the world. He was not sleeping, he was just busy with his svarim. So now, after he finished the printing of the two first darim, so like I said, in the in the back of in the Ein of at least I have is four chalakim. So Aleph and Beis is really Maya, that was Chelik Aleph, and Gimel is Nashim, which is Chelik Beis. So in this printing, in the last page, it says here, this is a Ela Dibra Mechaber. He's excusing himself why he put it into two chalakim. Um, now it's interesting. In there he writes that the second chalik he's calling Ein Yaakov Sheni, the second Ein Yaakov. And he explains, two eyes, one eye of Yaakov, second eye of Yaakov. Somehow they, I, I see that they say that the first chalik is called Ein Yaakov, and the second chalik is called Beis Yaakov, and I'm not sure why. But after he printed those two um, starim, uh, Mayid and Nashim, or Zerayim Mayid and Nashim, I should say, um, he was Nifter. He was Nifter. And, um, and, and uh, like the Marbach writes, he says that the beginning, what happened was, his kavana was just, um, it was to gather everything together and then bring the Rishayinim and the Agadas. But then, So after that, he started adding in um, his own Chidushim. And that's why you see in the Ein Yaakov, Sometimes there's Hakoisev. There's a Pirish called Hakoisev. Who's Hakoisev, the writer? That's Rabbi Yaakov himself. That's Rabbi Yaakov himself. Now, however, says the, the Rabach, but in the other Starim, Ein Kochadosh, he didn't have Chidushim there. Rabach says, I know, I don't know. I'm not able to fill in. And as Rabach is going to try to finish the printing of the Agadas like his father did after his father was Nifter. I'm going to try to do it. And I'm going to try also to bring the Perushim, the Bali Chidushim that he brought as well. But that's why in the last Chelek, what I have called Chelek Dalid, which is um, Nezikim and Kachim, you don't find as much. It's much smaller, less Chidushim there. He didn't have access to Rabach to the same things that Rabbi Yaakov had. And not only that, he didn't have Chidushim on it. And also it seems he didn't have the Agadus of the Yerushalmi. Rabbi Yaakov had the Yerushalmi's Agadas as well, and he prints them in Ein Yaakov, but the Marbach didn't seem to have them. I guess he, I don't know if he didn't have access to the same libraries, I'm not 100% sure. Now what's interesting is that, even though it's called Ein Yaakov and Beis Yaakov, but its name was changed to Ein Yisrael and Beis Yisrael, and sometimes in the older Svarim they're quoted as the Ein Yisrael and the Beis Yisrael. And why is that? That's a historical interesting thing. Because in Rosh Hashanah of the year Shin Yodal in 1553, in Rome and afterwards in Venice and most of Italy, there was uh, they, there was exera to burn all Sifrei Talmud, all Shasim, all of Shas, tens of thousands of Sifrei Talmud, and uh, and Shin Yotes again, 
many Sifrei Talmud throughout Italy were burnt, and Kamat, there, were no, there was no Shas anymore in Italy at the time. And um, since a lot of the printing presses were in Italy and in Venice and that, in that area, so they couldn't print either. So uh, even from other places, there was, the Shas's weren't being printed, and there was a big problem. Now in Shin Chav Dalid, so that's uh, 1564, so the Pope or whoever was in charge gave permission to start printing Shas again with a censor and with a new name, not, not whatever the name was. Um, however, before they were able to actually print any Shasim or any Agadas, that Pope died and the next one wasn't Maskim. So another 14 years it took till they were able to start printing Shasim. However, they did allow Ein Yaakov to be printed. They didn't consider it Shas for whatever reason. They allowed it to be printed as long as it went under the eyes of the censor with a new name. So that's why it became called Ein Yisrael. And that's why in Venice, in Shin Chavav, on the top of the Sharblad, it says, Shem Chadash, Asher Pi Hashem Yikoiv, Beis Yisrael. It got a new name, Ein Yisrael and Beis Yisrael, from Ein Yaakov and Beis Yaakov. And interestingly, it ended up that that's what, for, many, for a number of years, the only Talmud that they had was Taka the Ein Yaakov, all of his Agadas. So the Piski Halacha, we didn't have much from him. But um, we, we, don't, we have what the Beis Yisrael brings a little bit, some Chuvas. But the Ein Yaakov, which we might even think, like, okay, what is it? It's a compilation of, of Agadas and, and it's with the Perushim on the side. Like, what is it? But in, in that Kufa, um, after he was Nifter, which is a number of years after he was Nifter, he was Nifter in Reishai and Vav, which is uh, 1516, so we're talking about 40-odd years later, um, it really saved that jewelry that they were able to print all these Agadas under a new name, but all the Agadas of Shas they should have, as the, the learning of Talmud. So like we said last week in the Shea on the Marbach, he was nifter in around about the years Reishai and Vav, 1516, the Marbach in a tshuva that he wrote in Reishai and Vav, that uh, was taken from me, my crown, Avi Avi, Harav Yisrael, Hareni Kaparas Mishkavai, so in that year, 1515, 1516, he was nifter, and that is the Ein Yaakov, that is Ein Yaakov, so it's not just a Likut, he wrote it for a reason, it was more written as a Musr Sefer, because it had topics, it went with topics, and it went with Parshas HaShavua, there was a purpose for it, and like we said, the Ashkacha Pratis of it, that he was able to continue printing it, even when they didn't allow, allow the Talmud to be printed anymore, is an unbelievable Ashkacha, this is the Sefer, Chashav Ma'ay, the Ein Yaakov, Have a wonderful day, everybody, and cult of.